Here we are. We're back again with Kingdom Family Talks. We are talking about uncommon favor. And by we, I mean Leif Hetland and I, Kaylee. Um, we just released a podcast earlier talking about uh, uncommon favor and Leif beautifully laid a biblical foundation about what God thinks about this and, and different um, people in the Bible who, who that was their normal. Um, and today we're going to share a bit more about, about thoughts on favor and um and today we're going to hear lots of stories about Leif and the nations at home encountering this uncommon favor in his life. So Leif, I'm going to pass it to you. What do you think about favor? <laughs> yeah, let me just start by saying, I think it was my friend Lance Wolno, Dr. Lance Wolno, years ago as I took some notes, I was just looking at my favorite notes <laughs> about favor. And he said that favor is the special affection towards you that releases an influence on you so that others are inclined to like you or cooperate with you. And I just love the way that Lance put that into kind of a practical, it's almost like there's a perfume or there's a honey and there can be 500 people in this room, but you know that, oh, that one there has favor. It's almost like there's something there in regard to the special affection of heaven that is towards that person. And you just have to recognizing then what that is and the influencing that is upon that person and how that is being manifested. So it's just something that uh, I've been fascinated by favor. I honor favor. I've always enjoyed since I was a child to recognize people that had favor upon them. So I, I, I know that there's something in me in regard to recognizing, wow, that guy. I mean, we can be in the same class, but that person had favor. I knew when somebody had it and when I didn't have it. And later on, it's even being on this journey to even ask God for favor. Uh, I want favor with him. But I didn't just want favor with him. I want also favor with the people that was, I was called to serve. And that has been a journey at least of 23 years of uh, both intuitive and intentionally pursuing favor. Because I know when I have favor with God, it's almost like it's hard to fail when you have an A plus before you take the exam. It's that favor factor. You can walk into this room. I've experienced in the last four or five weeks, I've experienced at least a dozen times totally supernatural, this uncommon favor that is there. So that is my heart and my desire for people to honor favor, to, to know what favor is, to knowing how to cooperate with favor, learning how to steward favor, learning how to release favor, learning how to impart favor, learning that when you're coming into the room that everybody else's stock goes up because of the favor on your life. If you were a house, every house in a neighborhood would grow in value because of the value on your house. If you were a car and you came into this car parking lot that every car got upgraded and the average value would go up because of your value. That incredible favor that just touches everybody else that is around you because of the favor you have with God, but also that is released upon the people that are around you. And they get the favor of God because of the favor you have. And they recognize it. And when that starts to take place, we start to change and shape the atmosphere with the atmosphere of heaven. And mm. people will just say, wow, I have found favor with God and favor with men. And it's beautiful to watch that happen. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the more obvious place of favor in your life that most people know about. It's Pakistan. Um, you... I love in the last podcast, you talked about the prayer you had with uh, Randy Cart played for you. And that was really one of the, the first moments of uncommon favor that you can recall. Um, 
yeah, share some stories from from what you you've experienced and are experiencing in Pakistan that have really marked you and that just screams uncommon favor. Yeah, I, I think it is a couple of practical. Sometimes uh, one of my favorite favorite moment of uncommon favor. Uh, some people know who Judith Franklin is, who is Bill Johnson's personal. She was his personal assistant for years. Phenomenal lady, and she is a seer and carry different giftings. I was doing an event with Randy Clark and Bill Johnson in, in Southampton, England, and Central Hall. And I just knew that one of the things that Judith had was just this favor with God in regard to helping people to be able to, I can say, see behind a veil, to have encounters, to have heavenly encounters. And I knew the impact it had on their life. So automatically when I see somebody in the old days before I understood favor, I would say, why did that happen to them and not me? Now I'm like, wow, there's somebody to have this favor. Let me honor that favor. So I met with Judith and she prayed for me and I had an encounter. And I remember when I went back to Pakistan after this encounter that I had because of the favor that was there. And we walked into this room and this key strategic Muslim leader, that had never happened before. But one of the things he said is the world will know you as an ambassador of love or an apostle of love mm-hmm. through that encounter. And uh, the byproduct of that, I had never heard that before, but I'm walking into this room. There's 400 imams and leaders and government leaders in this room. And this guy with a long beard just looked towards me and he stares at me. And he comes up and I'm like, kind of a scary looking kind of a guy. And he says, you are the ambassador of love. Mm. Later on, the atmosphere changed in the room. And before it is over, we want you to speak. I was never supposed to speak. I'm the lowest of the low in that room. And I got this favor in there. And then I was able to honor all of the people in the room. The different streams came together. And there was at least 11 different streams of different, it's almost like denominations here, but not just Sunni and Shia Muslim, but there was different streams of them. And then suddenly there was this favor with all of those different streams. And I still have the business cards in my office here of all these different ones that invited me to come to their headquarters, or to their madrasas, or come to my mosque, or come to my home. So it was just one example of this. Where did this come from? So I started to see it there. I started to see it with government officials. I started to see it in finances. I started to see it in so many different areas, this favor, this uncommon favor. Uh, that, but that's one of my favorite story in the sense of it was just such a short window between I just, I'm seeing me the way that God sees me. And when I do it, then other people start to see me also the way he sees me without even saying a word about it. And the atmosphere starts to change. So sometimes I think also for, for, for some of us, we have not yet seen ourselves. We see ourselves still as a Jacob. Yeah. After all the encounter, I have not seen ourselves as Israel, as a prince. But the encounter I had that day in Southampton was almost like, let me tell you who you are. You're not a Jacob, you're an Israel. And I could theologically say it. I've written a book on healing the orphans. But, <laughs> but still, it was something that happened in a moment when I captured that because the uncommon favor when I was seeing myself the way he was seeing me, then that uncommon favor started to rest upon me. And it has been since, including a few weeks ago in Colombia, including last week in Indonesia. And it was in so many different settings that this has been going on all over the world as a result. So that's just the one example from Pakistan. There is examples of uncommon favor in regard to miracles that took place, healing that took place. Uh, we were going to one city and they said, no, you, you can't come into this city. And you know, who do we need to talk to? Well, the governor. And you can't get to the governor. And you can't. And the governor is the only one that can give you security. And you can't get the stadium without security. It was like 11 different specific obstacles. And uh, 
And the next moment, I'm just asking Papa because of, mm -hmm. wow, I got this uncommon favor with you. And, but that's with you, but Papa, I also need that same uncommon favor. I need some favor with the police. Mm -hmm. This opened up for this uncommon thing that led me to the head of the police of that city. Huh. And uh, somebody in his family got healed that opened up an uncommon favor with him, that opened up an uncommon favor with the governor that gave us the permission for the stadium. Now we had the security. Then suddenly there was another uncommon favor in a jewelry store that led to, in the same trip, somebody gave me a watch because of an uncommon favor. That watch didn't fit, so I went to the jewelry store. The one that owned it is a general that opened up for the military. <laughs> and it was like all these things, 11 different things that came about. And just happened again, December, another incident that went on and I needed this uncommon favor to come. So being aware of the favor I have with God, and then being aware and having the memory stones of, wow, I have found favor with you, God. I have found favor in your sight. But I also need favor here mm -hmm. to be able to accomplish your purposes, your work with your ways. So that's just a couple of practical examples in Pakistan. There's been so, so many right. favor with the Christians, favor with the small group of Hindus, with the Shia Muslim, with Sunni Muslim, with governments. With There's this incredible uncommon favor. But I believe it's also connected when you love people. You do have authority over what you yes, love. So and good. you also have authority over what you weep over. But now even if you have authority and you do also even have anointing, you need favor. Favor is the very thing that makes things happen that can't happen. And that favor needs first of all to be with God. Because I can have all this favor with men, but I can't. nothing is going to change with the atmosphere here if it doesn't start with the atmosphere of heaven. And that yeah. starts with your relationship with this good, amazing Papa, and knowing that from an identity of who you are with him, then recognizing who everybody else is as a result of it. Favor with men. Wow. And what about the King's Mosque? Can we talk about that? We can talk because it's a, also very, uh, definitely a very uncommon favor. Mm -hmm. It started many, many years ago, actually 1999, before my baptism of love, I got to meet the granny mom of the Bachai Mosque or the King's Mosque. And at that time, but he's, one of, he's a legend, still a, one of the most legendary, both scholar, leaders, kind of a leader of presidents and kings and people all over the world would just acknowledge him. So it was first to start with a small little uncommon favor with him. And that led to when uh, later on we had some attack that was going on. I found favor with him and he came in with me and a friend of mine and just invited us to his home. And we got time at his home and we got time eventually to visit the mosque and see the mosque. And that's at least 18, 19 years ago, the first time I saw the mosque and was introduced to this mosque. And I was fascinated to be there during a Juma prayer, during their, uh, during a Friday, during Ramadan. And to see when that mosque is filled with over 100,000 people, it's, it's just a spectacular sight. And to watching all of them in unity and in oneness and to see this leader that I admired so much. Uh, but also to see, I felt like a kid invited into his home and don't still have any explanation to why it was just this. We were invited and later on he got sick and eventually he died. His son took over. And so for the years, I just continued to build relationship and build trust. Mm -hmm. And it was last year that we have been visiting the Sikh headquarter of the, where the founder of the Sikh religion and we've been visiting the grave and it was amazing to, I can still see the site with 
uh, it, it was amazing. And we visited a Hindu temple and we visited quite a few other sites because I felt very clearly just going on and build relationship and honor all the different religions, especially the key five world religions. But then we sat in a car leaving almost the border of India where we had been and heading. And my friend who's the head, the granny mom there just said, I want you to speak tomorrow at the mosque. And I, my tears was filled up because all these years I've gone to this mosque, I've seen the mosque and just to be entrusted to be able to come to this mosque and to be able to share. It's just one of those that blows every paradigm. Right. I have read things in scriptures, I've read things in history, but just it wasn't a three months period of time. That was one out of 11 things that I experienced on such a level that I've not even read in history. I've had four or five of those lately again. That is just so mm. uncommon. It's such a level that I can't talk about it. Mm. But it's just on a global level. Uh, and that's just in the last few weeks. It is so, it blows every paradigm. But then I also know the responsibility of how to steward right. favor. Yeah. And this is including any of the conversations that I have even to share with people. So even some of the things that just happened a few weeks ago, I've not even talked to anybody about. Because it, and most people don't understand that they don't understand if you even want to talk about it because of the, uh, there's something that God does that only God can do. And sometimes even with the brain, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to read it. And I've seen people, even just me, I'm thinking about what Jesus said. I'm just sharing these small little things with you. What if I were going to talk about the heavenly thing? Says, oh my, you guys, I'm just talking about these small little natural things. And now if you were to talk about the real stuff that God is doing, we're not... We're talking about this tiny little place called the world with seven and a half billion people. We're not talking about the cosmos and the universe. And so it's almost that perspective. Sometimes you feel it's like God is so big. He is so good. And the favor is just, God, I, I, I don't understand it. I can't explain it. I, it's even hard to receive and comprehend. But you're getting so overwhelmed by it that in the next moment. But then the fear of the Lord comes. And that's the next season you go to. It's then saying, okay, how do I steward this? And you're looking in the past and you're seeing sometimes you have stewarded well and sometimes you have not. And you want to learn from that because it's a, it's a very yeah. fearful thing when you've been entrusted with much. That if Papa can entrust you with those kind of things, then when nations literally open up things that can mm -hmm. shape history and you've been entrusted to coming in and to be a voice, how do I represent his voice but also favor is often if I were to sit here and I know it's hard for people to understand, but my pocket is full of money. And every time I use that, there is less in the pocket. But if I add value to what I honor, I also gain. Mm -hmm. So what's happening then sometimes is that you can have a major expense if you have major favor. But what happens with people, if you have used stop the favor, then suddenly in the next moment, there's no room for it. So some of the things that you've been entrusted with for all these years can be lost in a moment if you didn't steward in the right way. Mm. And so that's why it's so important for us also to learning how to steward and knowing, like one of my favorite examples that you have heard me share and some other people, another imam, very well-known world leader, uh, I had a word of knowledge to pray for him. I waited three years before I prayed for him. Mm. And that happened in my office, in the old office that we had. But when I prayed for him, I had enough favor to pray, but not to touch him. And wisdom is knowing the difference. If I had touched him, I would have lost the favor and my prayer wouldn't have worked. 
But if I hadn't been aware of with that relationship, there's other ones I have a different measure of favor. So with each one of those relationships, there's a different amount of favor mm. that I have. And then how to steward those. That's connected also to wisdom. So that's why I feel that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I've learned it a lot that there's things that I had favor with when I was in Indonesia, mainly because of a lady that has spent all these years building favor. So it would take the trust factor for me to coming in took me not as long as a, because of this lady that paid a price. I get to play because somebody else has paid. But I have brought other people with me into the place where I spent 20 years paying. And if they are not aware of that, whoa, I got to coming in here and sit at a table with kings, meaning the key leaders of those nations, mm. not because of I'm so anointed and gifted, but because of the favor of what somebody else paid for. Mm. So I do just my awareness and being in awe and the awesomeness of somebody else. So that's also a, a lesson that I over and over again recognize, like in Indonesia where I was just at. I have honored and have shown favor to some individual, but that person has spent a lifetime of honoring and had favor. And it didn't take me, that person says you can look at him and you can trust him. That meant that these people, the trust factor, I still had to steward that favor when I'm brought, when I'm sharing, what I'm sharing, how I'm sharing, and in the next month, how well am I loving? And what I do with the platform I'm giving, that's my stewardship. But to receive that platform is one of the greatest honor in the world. And there's other key friends that I cannot mention names, but that were there that open up doors to prison cells, to other things, oh. to meet with people because of they had steward favor. Like one lady has just been an intercessor that has prayed for this influential lead for all these years. And that intercessors just saw the way that I love people of a different religion. As a result of that, she brought me before that person. And that person trusted me because of her. Wow. And then she had given my material for several years to that person that I didn't know about. And that had started to create hunger. So the person, now what my material was, gave him an appetite for him to listen to favor. And then when the favor was there, what do you do with that favor? You can either use it, abuse it, or you can invest it in more. And I could have just at that moment used it up yeah. and tried to do a presentation of something or pray a prayer or, or realizing in a bigger picture of thing that this can influence a nation and how much favor do I have here and how do I invest that. Amazing. I'd love to hear about Cambodia. You experienced something new there that is one of my favorite stories that you share as well. So talk to me about Cambodia. Yeah, I think Cambodia was another one. I've been to Cambodia a few times, but this last time when I was in Cambodia, we first did a big youth event in Phnom Penh. And then later on, uh, one of the key leaders, his name is Steve Hyde, who is another one, him and his wife, they, they, they're just true heroes. Phenomenal people. Phenomenal <laughs> people, yeah. And so I've known them for quite a few years. And so even before uh, we met in different settings, the first time they came to the Philippines to meet with me and the leadership team, but after I went to the killing fields and, uh, and, and I saw the Genocide Museum and they invited me up, it was also one of those settings that I'd heard even people that supernaturally God had opened up uh, where they're able to read and write, never learned it. I had never experienced it. And that was one thing that fascinated me. But it was also the thing for me first was to learning how to love 
uh, had this whole thing of, of, of weeping, being so broken over the things that God was broken in that nation that set up this stage. But then God started to deal with me. He says, Leif, you love all these victims and the victim's family. And I met with quite a few of them. And, and one of them, 32 of their 34 family members were slaughtered by the Khmer Rouge. It was horrific. And I had seen the pictures. I'd been out to the killing fields, heard the story until you get nauseated. It's just anyone that's seen it, it, it affects you for a lifetime. But then I went up to this place called Poi Pot where we gather Many of them have been victims. Pour the Papa's love and baptism of love and just release the love. And then they eventually descending, the, the Holy Spirit, by the second day, dealt with me. What about the ones that did it? Do you love them the same way? Wow. And it was another one of those things that dealt with me deep. And I, one of the first time I met and talked and interviewed some of those Khmer Rouge some of the, the fighter with the tattoos that even symbolizes some of the kind of killings they have done and just started to feel the father's love and ask, can I give you a hug and started to hold them with just with the arms of love and hug them with love. And I can still see the picture when that happened. I can see the building. I can see the temperature. We'll never forget it when that started. And so later on, we did a meeting. We brought all of them together and these amazing healings started to take place. Somebody deaf and mute, God just opened up the ears and he started to speak, somebody blind, and I can still see what he had in the room. And then I remember the scripture verse where it says that Jesus came to save that which was lost, that which was lost. And then I was thinking about all the things that has been lost in that country, all the things that's been lost in people's lives, but Jesus came to save that which was lost, Luke 19, 10. And then one lady came up because we have testimony. That's when I got to hear about all the healings as we've released healing. This lady came up and said, I, I don't know how to read and write. And Steve Hyde was translating. She said, I, I, and I'm like, okay, what did you get healed from? She said, no, I, I don't know how to read and write. And then she told the story that her parents, to save them, anyone with education would have been killed. So she never got the opportunity to learn how to read and write. And that room is actually filled with people. And I didn't, it just captured my heart. I didn't realize the brokenness that all these people still today, not just what happened then, but they are Mark. But Jesus, he came to save that which was lost. And I'd heard stories from actually with Steve Hyde himself. Mm -hmm. I'd heard testimony and that did something. I said, I want to see that. And I said it before I came down. Mm -hmm. I want to see that happen. And this was my first one where I said, let's get a Bible. And he translated and we open up the Bible, John 3, open up. And the lady said, well, I don't know how to read. And write. No, well, Jesus came to say that which was lost. But you don't understand. I don't, no, no, you're going to read now. And she said, but I know how to read. Yeah, he, Jesus came to say that which was lost. And so anyway, it was one of these stories. We open up the Bible and she starts in their language. It's one of the most difficult language. And in the Khmer language, he starts to read and tears flowing down. Wow. And all over the room, the testimony of Jesus was being released and people started to read. They had never learned the alphabet, never learned how to read and write. And there was another one of those kisses from heaven because it was in such a short time. But again, uh, to honor where honor is due, I, when you see Steve and Hoyt and Steve, and, uh, Steve Hyde and you see the, the incredible people that they've raised up in the mm -hmm. years that they have paid. They, they've created such an environment. We went into villages to the poorest of the poor, what has been human trafficking, all these different things that was taking place. Was able to bring the love wow. because that somebody had paid. I got to come and play and I got to do what I did. And then there's other places where I have paid 
And now there's this uncommon favor that people have in different parts of the world today that they can go in with uncommon favor to those places because we paid a price earlier and now somebody else gets to play. But then you have to help them to be full of love, full of power and full of wisdom to steward. And that's so much part of why we even have created these e-courses, mm. why we created some of this material because it is, I think it is the biggest key to the very favor. First, love. But from that love, if you don't know what to do about it, even if you get favor with somebody who's sick, if you don't have the power to do something, it's painful. Yeah. But love and power together, it always was. But then we also need wisdom, how mm. to steward this. And that's what my heart is to raise up sons and daughters that are full of this convergence, full of love, full of power and full of wisdom. That's probably the, the greatest secret I have in regard to uncommon favor mm. is to continue to going into the cycle of love, to receive, become and release more love, tap into more of his power and more of his wisdom because those three together when they are becoming that's what jesus had that is one of the biggest things that attracts favor because god is not going to give us favor if we're just wasted at least not an uncommon favor we have favor all of us have a measure of favor and jesus the christ in us is just full of favor with the people mm -hmm. around us but again loving people the way that he loves loving ourselves and receiving that love having the power the power of jesus and wisdom of Jesus being manifested from our life. And then we continue to receive more, more and more favor with God and favor with men. Yeah, you know, and I love this. I've, I've had the great privilege of traveling to the nations with you. Um, I'm just reminded of all of the people who are on our ministry teams and how their lives were transformed by this very thing that you're talking about. Like I was speaking to one of our team members from Cuba uh, earlier this week. And they were just sharing again how they'll, they'll never be the same because of the revelation that you shared on power, love, and wisdom and how that was the key to walking in favor. And since then, they've received so much favor in their business, in their marriage, in their personal life. And I think that's so beautiful. But I went to the Philippines with you at, uh, last year. And uh, it's something that happens, I guess, with you. It's the uncommon favors. In one of our meetings, we had a, a head of state meeting and then I was thinking in Cuba when we were in the hotel two heads of states walked in the hotel randomly that we were staying in it's just this odd amazing thing that happens and we're just all at the pool <laughs> like fun things and um the Philippines though you're talking about Steve Hyde and his movement I know the Philippines is one place that um you're seeing unpre unprecedented favor through sons and daughters yeah. but it started a long time ago with Paul and Almeria Dow and I'd love to hear your heart a little bit of the favor that's happening in the Philippines and and what God's doing. Yeah, I, I went to the Philippines actually before Paul and Almira. And I was there in the 90s. Actually, the first spiritual son I ever had was before I became a son, which was in the 90s. That's how I ended up in the Philippines. But over the years, I went back. But it was not before I went through my biggest crisis. And I think it's kind of a fun because there's a movie called Secretariat. Mm. One of my favorite movie that actually one of our son Tessir had just watched and he texted me a couple of days ago and said, I was watching the Secretariat and remember about you but what I loved so much about that movie is that you have this owner that when he was in his greatest need he lost his son he was wealthy super wealthy businessman he got this jockey that is broken and they got this horse that was broken they got his trainer that was broken he himself was broken and to some degree they got together and they and it's based upon a true story they created this horse that was the best horse in the world and i think in the middle of my greatest brokenness when god knew was send me to somebody that was broken mm -hmm. 
And that's what happened then a little over 12 years ago. So when I went to the Philippines, it was not in a sense of it was more an obedience out of uh, Papa God and meeting somebody else that was broken when I was going through my own brokenness. And, mm. But in the middle of us being in this journey of fixing, something started to happen. And then what I did was also used some of the favor that God had given me to bring them with me because I knew that they were going to be also an example. I wanted them also because I knew my own brokenness. Let's take not the successful one. And I had quite a few successful, <laughs> but take some of the broken ones that nobody believed in and bring them with me. And that's what happened. Brought Paul with me to, uh, first of all, to Pakistan. I brought him to Tanzania, Paul, Almir, and several of the Filipinos. I started to take them with me to the wall. Started bringing the wall to them. Gave them back their identity, restore their value and restore their dreams. That was the three primary thing. And then also started to show them, started to train them in this uncommon favor and saying, that, no, 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 you have a favor. And then to watch them now stepping in, uh, I think it's just one of the most beautiful sights to mm. see if that's with governments, if that's with nations, if that's with the platform, is that in every area of life, to watch a whole movement then having an increase in uncommon favor. So that's part of that inheritance that you can leave behind and people know how to honor and to steward. They can get hold of it. They could spend it, but they invested it. So they invested it more. So now you start to see the people around them again, increasing with uncommon favor. Another one good example is Benji and Daniela. Yeah. Uh, because when I first met them also, they were just they had an uncommon favor among grassroots, but didn't have uncommon favor with leaders. So they were able to touch the grassroots movement, but not nations. And I said, you're good at discipling people, but you don't know how to disciple nations. Mm -hmm. And we were in Phuket, Thailand, and we had some time together, not just of impartation, but I became a papa, a spiritual father to, uh, to, to also Benji and Daniela just said, why don't you ask him? Because he said, ask him and I will give you the nations. How do you receive nations? And we started on this journey where I started to share some of my uncommon favor with leadership that opened up doors. And they started to see the value of this because they could come in and transform the whole village. They would be poor and they die and they get to heaven. But there's no difference in the nation. The temperature in the city or nation wouldn't change unless this, this fire that hits the grassroots movement goes to the top and then starts to blow across the top and influence the influencers. If you're going to shape nation so we just had some time together and then things started to happen vice president out of nowhere they're like papa life we have this situation we're on this boat and then this vice president suddenly they're closing down the ship and this whole department and we ended up and then next place and the next place and now they were just with the princess in another nation and they told me several so it's just these things starts also to happen and that's the beautiful part of the family for the people that know how to honor they also have access and this right. is the key other people mm. say, oh yeah, we hear this story and yeah, well, yeah, that's cute or that. <laughs> no, no. When you also, I share these stories to see who will pick up the nutrients because the ones that knows how to honor, they can also have access. So when you honor something there, and that's what Benji and Daniela, when they started to see it, and I brought Benji with me there and it just took him with me to Pakistan. He was there at when I did all the mosques and all the places and something happened with Benji. And now just to see the level of what he's doing in the nation as a result of it. And that's the beautiful part of this generational blessings that is flowing there. We don't have to pay if we know how to honor inheritance. Hmm. And nations wow. is an inheritance to be received, not the problems to be achieved. Wow. And that's what I'm seeing is taking place now that uh, there's so much I have access to because of honor. My 
wonderful friend, Bjørnar Heimstad. I honor him so much from Norway. He was one of those people that is incredible evangelist and just other people that has been involved in my life that just like, wow, it, it, these people, before I was loving Muslims, they were loving Muslims. And mm -hmm. so it's just, we, I think that's probably one of the biggest keys is honor. Honor is one of those super glue and honor is what love looks like. But I think the way we honor God and the way we honor people is also measured by, it's not the only indicator, but I will put it on one of the five indicators of where uncommon favor comes in. I will put that as one of them is, you can see that Joseph, Esther, Nehemiah, there was an uncommon favor there, but it was also a honor wow. that you will see and you can trace that. Amazing. Well, we're out of time. Any last words? Will you pray for us? I would love to. I want everyone that is listening just to thank him. You maybe are hearing my story, but if you're looking back again and you're looking at your story, you will find out that there's even uncommon favor over your life. So at the, this very moment, I just asking the Holy Spirit to bring the memory stones of the faithfulness of God in your past. And it was maybe say, well, that's just a small little thing, or that was that promotion at work, or how I met my wife, or this. No, it's called uncommon favor. Honor, honor, honor. That little uncommon favor. And as you honor, you're going to also be entrusted with more. It's like David, the beer, the lion, then Goliath. And you're going to go back to those memory stones. And I'm just going to release even the very uncommon favor. And you heard some stories, not just from my life, but also some of our family. And you are part of our family listening. You're part of this community. And what you do not have in your account, you can have access. But that happens as we learn how to honor. We honor the Father. We honor the Son. We honor the Holy Spirit. We honor the family of heaven. And we honor one another. And I thank Father, even as we honor a prophet in a prophet's name. I was thinking about my friend Sean Bowles and just even just honoring the gift and what he carries and everything else. And as I've seen just some increase in the prophetic just by honoring, I'm just even asking that whatever I have in my account and as people that are listening needs that in their account as they're just saying, well, we honor what you are doing there, God, and we honor who you are, God. And we're just blessing that. And I want to bless you right now. I bless you with the nations, with cities. I bless you with favor with God and favor with men to rest upon you. A uncommon favor to be in you and be upon you. That heaven will be attracted to you. But also the people around you will be attracted to you. Because of the Christ in you is going to be the hope of glory around you. I release that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.